Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, with the book of Rabbi Abraham Tversky, Visions of the Fathers, and we're in chapter 5, Mishnah 12, which have been a, a, a group of Mishnahs talking about the consequences uh, that would come to us if we don't keep certain uh, mitzvot. So Mishnah 12 says, at four periods of the seven year sabbatical cycle, pestilence increases in the fourth year, in the seventh year, in the year following the sabbatical year, and annually at the conclusion of Sukkot festival. In the fourth year of the Shemitah cycle for neglecting the tithe of the poor in the third, in the seventh year for neglecting the tithe of the poor in the sixth immediately, following the sabbatical year for violating the laws of the sabbatical produce, annually at the conclusion of the festival of Sukkot for robbing the poor of its gifts. So for those of you who don't understand this, the sabbatical year, the Shemitah year, is, a, is a, the seventh year, it's a seven year cycle in the land of Israel only, in which the, the farmers work the land for seven years, on the seventh year they rest. And they don't work that land, they leave it alone, they don't, take, they don't do anything to it, they just leave it. And the poor can come and take whatever they need from the land, from this piece of land, and the, and the owner of the land will allow it. So what it's saying here is that if, if this Shemitah is not taken care of in Israel, uh, there's pestilence will come to the land of Israel. Many other things will come, but pestilence. So it's talking here that the, the Mishnah uh, attributes great consequences to the viola violation of the Shemitah year. And indeed the Torah states explicitly that expulsion from the Holy Land will be a result of the sin of working the land of, of, of Shemitah. So when the, when the Israelites left Egypt, when the Jewish people left Egypt, the, the provisions they took with them, uh, they, if you remember the story, the Agadah of Pesach, they, they brought these breads with them that they didn't allow them to rise and they just cooked them very fast to be able to bring food with them. Uh, these are the matzahs we eat for eight days. Uh, these provisions lasted them a few weeks, but then after that, Hashem had to provide for the Jewish people for 40 years in the desert food. If not, they would have died. And He rained on them every day the manna. The manna was this miraculous food that was the size of a seed. It says that it looked like a coriander and it took the flavor, any flavor that a person desired, like if you were craving ice cream, it would taste like ice cream. And um, each person would get every day the, the, what they would need for that day to eat and to sustain themselves. So if you were a person that liked to eat a lot, you would get a bigger portion. If you were a person that didn't eat a lot, you were in the keto diet, then you would have less amount of this uh, mana. Nevertheless, if a person would go and acquire more of it, it would rot, it would become into worms. So it was exact for your needs. The only day that it gave you double was on Friday, it rained double so you could have a portion for Shabbat. And the miracle was that the one that came for Shabbat didn't rot. So this miraculous manna 
It was given to us prior to the giving of the Torah at Sinai and was to impress upon the Jewish people that not only was their physical sustenance dependent on God, but also that each person would receive exactly uh, what he needed in his lifetime. So really the manna is an idea, like if we understand, it is the true faith in Hashem. It's to have a munah and bitachon, it's to believe and trust that God is taking care of you every moment, at every instant, that you're not going to lack anything that you, that you need. So, so we see here uh, that, that this trust that God would care for us uh, needed to precede the Torah because only with the faith in, faith in God could one be expected to observe those Torah commandments that are in opposition to one's inborn acquisitive drives. So the story of the manna really is what gives the strength to a Jew in the land of Israel to say, you know what, I'm going to work my land for seven, seven years, six years. On the seventh year, I'm going to let it rest. Like you need to have a very big dose of, of, of emunah and bitachon to be able to let your land be. And it's not only the seventh year that you're not working the land. The, the eighth year, the year after, you have to, to plow it again and you have to get it ready again and again put the seeds in and wait another year till, till it's going to produce. So it's really two years of your, of your income. So we see here that the, parenthetically there is an aphorism that an infant is born with closed fists. When you see a baby, when he's born, he's born like this. And a person, when he dies, he goes like this. So what it's telling us is that when you're born, you want to grab the world, you want to attain everything, but when you die, you realize you're not taking anything with you. Everything you've done in this world, all your possessions, nothing is going with you. So the, there are many mitzvahs that require suppression of the acquisitive drive, not to steal, not to lie, not to cheat, not to swear falsely, not to covet, not to take usury, not to sigh, to, to give tzedakah. All these things really are connected to this concept of Shemitah year on the manna. The only way one can properly fulfill these mitzvot, really, is if we believe that one will not be impoverished thereby and that God will provide for one's legitimate needs. And really, when you believe like this, Hashem opens the door for you always. You're never gonna need any, you're never gonna lack anything. He'll provide for you. Maybe it's not gonna be the way you want it. Maybe it's not gonna be the way you envisioned it. But nevertheless, it's never, you're never going to be lacking anything. So the, the acid test of the strength of faith is the mitzvah of Shemitah. Not only is it required that one leaves his farm and orchard follow to an entire year, which could be viewed as placing his income in jeopardy, like today, who, who, only Jews do this, but even those who do not earn their living by tilling the land are dependent on the products of the land. So not only the person that has the orchard, the land that is producing and selling is benefiting from this. Also, the people from Israel are benefiting from the products. Like, yeah, you're going to go to a supermarket. There's nothing. There's nothing you can buy because there's nothing. No, and today in Israel they import, they bring from other places and, and that's how it works. So their faith too is tested, the faith of all Israel is tested by the land being left fallow. Shemitah is thus not only a test for the individual, but also it's a test for the entire nation. And failure to observe Shemitah indicates a lack of faith and trust in God. 
for both the individual and the nation as a whole. And we see here that much of human behavior is motivated by the degree to which we yield to our restraint or acquisitive drive. Like, yeah, people, that's where we're tested the most is in our faith is with the money. And the fundamental principle of the Torah uh, given by our sage Hillel is to care for one fellow man. So we are told that love and unity among Jews makes them invincible. This is the theme of the week, really, is we're in the week of the, of, the, uh, of the fast of Tevet, of the 10th of Tevet, when the, the siege of Jerusalem started. And in reality, it started because there was not, no unity amongst people. Uh, the first temple was destroyed because people were, 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 were stealing from everybody and they were not respecting other people. They said also that Shemitah was not ta being taken care of. And, um, and then the second temple was destroyed because there was baseless hatred. There was also disunity amongst the people. So what we have to understand is that the most important thing is that we take care of each other, that we really have other people's best interests in our hearts. And there is nothing that can undermine unity as much as yielding to one's acquisitive drive. It is for this reason that Shemitah is accorded to such a crucial role. So really, Shemitah is a test of faith. This is what it is. And when the Jewish people take care of Shemitah and they really uh, do things the way Hashem really wants them to do, Hashem will provide for them. You know, there's a story I heard uh, a few years ago. There was a, 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 a war in Gaza. And um, the... the the Palestinians were building underground tunnels to, go, to be able to infiltrate into Israel. And so there was a group of uh, or, Orthodox Haredi, as you want to call them, Jews, who were looking for the grain they were going to need for Pesach. This was in August, imagine. And they came to this field right next to Gaza, where there were, I don't know how many acres of, of wheat were being grown there and they came and they said we want to buy this field and the owner said yes for sure I'll sell it to you and they had to buy the grain when it was still not uh, they buy it in a, at a certain point so it can be uh, checked and taken care of so the matzahs will be kosher matzahs so they came the next day and they took the whole field with them and when they took the field when they when they cut the grass when they cut the wheat they saw the tunnels. There were the tunnels were there. So the, the, the army was informed at that moment and they were able to, to, um, to uh, uh, shoot them and they took a lot of uh, terrorists that were in their way into Israel. They, they, the, the, the terrorist attack, Baruch Hashem, was foiled. So we see how Shemitah really takes care of the Jew. It was a Shemitah year. They had to, they had to get ready for, for Pesach in advance. So Shemitah really protects the Jew. Not that the Jew protects Shemitah, Shemitah protects the Jew. So when we have our full faith in Hashem and we go with the Torah and we keep our commandments, we have to know that Hashem will take care of us. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.